Kevin comes in after us. Well, he stays where he is and does some great radio after our show. So stick around for him, would you? Thank you. John's joints. John busts out his bag of dank. Busts out the blue rolling papers. Packs them nice and tight. Passes them around and we all inhale and learn a little something. While we're soaking in the brilliance of John's joints, I'll be playing lullaby versions of popular songs underneath them in an attempt to distract you. John, who brings us today's joints? Optograph, laser vision. Every day is better than the last when you've got new eyeballs and you can see crystal clear with no glasses and no contacts. It's still shocking to me. I find myself pushing up that little spot in between my eyes where my glasses used to be. But they're not there, and I don't need them because the GOAT, Dr. Updegraff, performed LASIK on me a little over a week ago, and I feel completely fine. They gave me some drops. They sent me almost some drops. I put those in a few times a day, but feeling completely fine. This is one of the safest elective procedures in all of medicine, and why not get it done by Dr. Updegraff himself, the first doctor uh, to perform the surgery in Asia, the third to ever perform it in the United States of America. He has created and has patents on a lot of the technology all of the other doctors across the world are using for LASIK. And right now, Optograph Laser Vision is offering $1,000 off LASIK. And the consultations are free. So set one up today. 727-551-2020 or book online at www.lasik4me.com. So I... I'm very uh, mixed when it comes to the idea of a drone strike because I just feel... Like, if we're going to kill somebody, then we should have a human behind killing somebody. Yeah. But then the other side of it is, why risk Why risk a human life if we can just take a, a little drone overhead and poof, and all of a sudden, you know, yeah. the, the, the threat is wiped out? Sure. Well, I think, and I'm sure this happens with, with manned, actual manned aircraft where the wrong people get killed or a lot more people that were supposed to uh, are killed. But independent investigations by the New York Times and the Washington Post are calling into question the U.S. military claims that its August 29th drone strike in Kabul destroyed a car operated by an ISIS-K sympathizer, which allegedly contained explosives destined for the Kabul airport. The U.S. Central Command initial statement described the strike as a self-defense operation that a Eliminated an imminent ISIS-K threat to the airport. Significant secondary explosions from the vehicle indicated the presence of a substantial amount of explosive material. In a press conference September 1st, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley, called it a righteous strike that correctly followed procedures. But the following investigations were unable to find evidence of any explosives in the car, which they say was driven by 43-year-old Zamari Ahmadi, an engineer working for the U.S. aid group Nutrition and Education International, which aims to eliminate malnutrition in Afghanistan. Family members told the Times that Ahmadi had applied for refuge resettlement in the United States. Amadi was not the only person killed in the uh, drone strike. Amadi's relatives told the Times that 10 members of their family were killed, including seven children. So this is something you want answers on. This is something uh, that that you want to try and get to the bottom of. And that's why we have these sometimes seemingly pointless 
hearings. Uh, well, the Secretary of State, uh, Secretary of State Blinken, sat before uh, Congress today and answered questions. And you know, Rand Paul loves to get up in some ass. He loves to get spicy. He loves to ask the hard hitting questions and try to make uh, other people look bad. And uh, he did that today. All right. The guy the Biden administration droned, was he an aid worker or an ISIS-K operative? Uh, the administration is, of course, reviewing that, uh, that strike. Uh, and I'm sure that a you know, full assessment will be, will be forthcoming. So you don't know if it was an aid worker or an ISIS-K operative? Uh, I can't speak to that, and I can't speak to that in this setting in any event. So you don't know or won't tell us? Uh, I, don't, I don't know because we're, we're reviewing it. Well, see, you'd think you'd kind of know before you off somebody with a predator drone, whether he's an aid worker or he's an ISIS case. See, the thing is, is this isn't just you. It's been going on for administration after administration. So that seems like something people would be more pissed off about. And maybe, maybe the, the problem here, I mean, the problem is that they may have killed an innocent man, but maybe it's that in the past, a lot of this stuff is swept under the rug a little easier or, or people aren't, there aren't so many eyes focused right now. Afghanistan still kind of all eyes are, are on Afghanistan. So maybe that's why this is, is catching, uh, you know, fire a little bit more than other stories of innocent people killed. But at the same time, I think that's probably a, a good thing to know if we're just not just often not bad guys, but good guys who were, were trying to help in our name almost. When you watch shows like Homeland and 24 and stuff like that, and you see like how close the fake presidents are to signing off on killing someone because they think it's a terrorist, you realize that this stuff almost certainly happens in real life also. What a debacle. Yeah, it really is. And uh, I'm sure th- this seems like a thing that will just go away. Like, I don't know that we're ever going to get full-blown answers and say, hey, there's clarity here. This is exactly what happened. I think you ask the questions, you get non-definitive answers, and then in three weeks, the United States and everybody else has moved on for whatever reason, and that's kind of how business seems to work around here. Uh, If you did miss it earlier when we broke the news live, comedian Norm MacDonald uh, died today after privately battling cancer for the past nine years. His death was confirmed to deadline by his management team at Brillstein Entertainment. The 61-year-old longtime producing partner and friend Lori Joe Hoekstra was with him when he passed. He told Deadline that McDonald had been battling cancer for nearly a decade but remained adamant about keeping his diagnosis from family, friends, and fans. He was most proud of his comedy. Hoekstra said he never wanted the diagnosis to affect the way the audience or any of his loved ones saw him. Norm was a pure comic. He once wrote that a joke should catch someone by surprise. It should never pander. He certainly never pandered, and Norm will be missed. It was shocking. I mean, you want to, you want, I mean, good on him in the 2021 uh, constant news cycle where nobody has a shred of privacy that he was able to keep this truly under wraps because when the news broke earlier, yeah. I mean, I was shocked. I'm still shocked, and uh, he, he definitely, uh, he definitely kept that uh, that that secret, and 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 good for him to be able to um, you know fight that battle in the way that he wanted to fight it. Yeah, he lived on his own terms, and it looks like he checked out on his own terms as well. He was he was a guy who was a rugged, independent thinker. Didn't seem to care too much what others thought. Forged his own path, and good for him. 
What's the protocol on a playground? If you're if you if you're a parent and you're on a playground, is there a decibel uh, meter or or an amount of noise that children can or can't make on a playground? No. Or or when you're on the playground, no matter whether there's houses nearby, no matter what time it is, uh, you can just balls to the wall, scream like banshees, and, and cause some chaos. Is yeah. there is there ever a, is there a a limit on the noise to be made on a playground? No. If you live near a playground, you are living near something you understand has a lot of noise during every waking hour. No noise limit on the playground. Well, 70-year-old Kit Cull here in Pinellas County, well, he disagrees with you. Oh. And he is accused of slamming a child to the ground at a Pinellas County playground after yelling that kids were making too much noise. Largo police arrested Kit Call on the child abuse charge on Saturday. They said a 10-year-old child was playing at a... It's not funny, but Jesus. They said a 10-year-old child was playing at a playground behind Call's apartment. His arrest record shows a Clearwater address on Roosevelt Boulevard. Before 6.30 p.m., Call became upset due to the kids being loud while playing and began yelling to the children. Officials say there were several kids having fun at the playground when he stormed out of his nearby apartment, annoyed over the noise. Police said that is when he grabbed a 10-year-old by the shirt and slammed the child to the ground in a grassy area. Oh, no. Nobody should ever attack a child. But if you're trying to prove a point to a 10-year-old child to pipe down, what kind of slam do you utilize? Is it a Choke body slam? slam? Oh, a ch- a, you grab him by the neck and then you just slam him? Yeah. Not where you... Because if you grab him like a traditional body slam, there's also probably going to be the potential that you're going to catch a sexual predator charge because you got to yeah. grab him down low. You want to take away the guesswork and go straight up choke slam. Okay. Or you do pick him up underneath the armpits and then you just hold him high, give him a little shake, and then just drop him. That or a power slam would work, but don't go for the pile driver because his head's going to be by oh, your yeah. groin. Well, yeah, and the pile driver, uh, even even that mood's banned in the WWE. I don't know if you know that. It's very that. dangerous. Oh. You can't you can't do that modern day. We used to do that to each other and almost pile drive each oh, other. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh no. I know. That's not that's not okay. They were doing it on TV. That is true. Remember when that was a big thing in the late '90s, where kids were just killing each other with yeah, wrestling moves, and parents cool. were killing their kids, and yeah. it was just it was crazy. It's awesome. According to Cole's arrest affidavit, uh, spoiler. Police say he was intoxicated at the time and refused to speak to the officer. I mean, you've had a few pops at home. You're trying to kick back and relax, and you got these damn snot-nosed kids. I mean, I don't recommend beating one, but maybe he should have called the cops. Still light outside at 630. You moved uh, to a place that has a playground near it. Suck it up, buttercup. What about an airsoft gun? Better than slamming a kid. Paintball gun? Worse. Slingshot. Better. So Nicki Minaj sure had a day yesterday. I was uh, I was kind of shocked uh, to see that this was all unfolding kind of right as we got off the air yesterday. Uh, it all started with um, with the tweet. So last night was the Met Gala, which just oh. seems like the most weird, weird. We're rich. Let's show everybody we're rich and weird type thing there is. But that's fine. If, you know, whatever. Uh, they want you to get vaccinated for the Met. If I get vaccinated, it won't be for the Met. It'll be once I feel I've done enough research. I'm working on that now. In the meantime, my loves, be safe. Wear the mask with two strings that grips your head and face, not that loose one. Okay. Praying hands emoji, heart emoji. Got it. In a follow-up tweet, the rapper wrote, my cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. His testicles became swollen. 
His friends was his friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl called off the wedding. So just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision and not bullied. Now I will say, I respect the general synopsis of what Nikki said in the first in the first tweet. Yeah. I do think using an anecdote, my cousin in Trinidad's friend, when you have a following like hers, it's it will be taken as fact. That's the only thing is that it's just it's such a unique, interesting thing to put out into the universe that will scare people from the vaccine. But it's a free country and she can do whatever she wants. Sure. So Joy Reid, who I don't know and don't watch, is on MSNBC, very, very upset about Nicki Minaj's tweet and took to the air to uh, lambaste her. uh, But go figure, Nicki did not back down. Here is the audio uh, from MSNBC. And people like Nicki Minaj, I have to say this. You have a platform, sister, that is 22 million followers. Okay, I have 2 million followers. You have 22 million followers on Twitter. For you to use your platform to encourage our community to not protect themselves and save their lives, my God, sister, you could do better than that. You got that platform. It's it's a blessing. It's a blessing that you got that, that people listen to you. And they listen to you more than they listen to me. For you to use your platform to put people in the position of dying from a disease they don't have to die from. Oh, my God. As a fan, as a hip-hop fan, as somebody who is your fan, I'm so sad that you did that. So sad that you did that, sister. Oh, my God. Well, Nikki clapped back. This is what happens when you're so thirsty to down another black woman by the request of the white man that you didn't bother to read all my tweets. My God, sister, do better. Imagine getting your dumb ass on TV a minute after a tweet to spread a false narrative about a black woman. So then she posts another thing that I guess had where where maybe Joy Reid had some homophobic tendencies. Oh. And Nikki referred to her as a lying homophobic C double O word. Oh, goodness gracious. Yes. I guess I can join in the reindeer games too, right? People can go on TV and lie on me. I can report on them too, right? Smiling face. Doesn't have to be truths. It can be half truths. Uncle Tamiana. The way you said two makes me think that she spelled two T O instead of T O O. No, she spelled it. She spelled it T O O. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. Damn. Uh, Reed hasn't publicly responded. But I mean, is it's it's so out of the norm. I think things like this make people's head explode because when you want to believe, put everybody in their little box, and you believe one side is the evil COVID deniers, the right wing radio host that everybody wants to celebrate their deaths and stuff. That's the that's who holds those beliefs. Right? It can't be Nicki Minaj. Uh-uh. So I think people like you know scenarios like this really make certain people's heads explode because they kind of have to look outside of the boxes they thought. Uh, we're you know we're pretty solid. Uh, if I'm Nicki Minaj's cousin, you can go ahead and keep my swollen testicles to yourself, please. Well, so there were a bunch of doctors, supposed doctors, saying they were doctors, responding to this, saying straight up, this has not ever been discovered in a COVID vaccine side effect, and your cousin's friend clearly had an STD that he got probably during his bachelor party and was trying to keep it from his wife, which I mean. Oops. Yeah. So whether that was the fact or not, but uh, uh, I don't know. Nikki Strong. We'll see. So there was the tale of the man who was trying to 
deal with the aftermath of Hurricane Ida in Louisiana. And it was very, it it sounded terrible. He went out to the shed uh, to try and fix something or get something. And his wife pretty much discovered him being attacked by an alligator. I didn't know this at the time. When she found him, the alligator had already taken his arm. When we talked about it, we said he had been eaten up by the alligator, had been attacked by the alligator. But at that point, the news now says that his arm had been taken. Oh. So she goes, oh, my gosh, my husband's arm has been taken by an alligator. I've got to go get help. Everything's flooded. So she's got to leave by boat. So she leaves by boat to go and try and find help. He's up on a, a little porch area. And when she comes back, the man is gone. Where'd he go? Human remains have been found inside a 12-foot-long alligator that was killed yesterday after it was believed to have attacked a 71-year-old Louisiana man in the Hurricane Ida flood waters. The St. Tammany, Tammany Parish Coroner's Office was working with investigators to determine if the remains were those of Timothy Satterley, who had been missing since August 30th. The agency said on its Facebook page that the beast that weighed a startling 504 pounds was captured with the help of U.S. and Louisiana wildlife and fisheries agents in the area of Avery Estates close to where Satterley went missing. The alligator had torn off Satterley's arm inside his shed, which was under several feet of water during the storm surge. Uh, Licensed hunters Philip McClurk and Eric Dumas set traps to catch the animal, which was caught on Monday. Once the alligator was searched, it was discovered to what appears to be human remains inside of its stomach. Uh, the share, local sheriff saying this is a horrible tragedy and uh, sincere condolences and sympathy goes out to the Satterley family. Man, that's one big alligator. I mean, 504 pounds, 12, and just the, 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 the thinking about my house being underwater, not knowing how I'm going to act and get through all of that is terrifying, you know, rising waters in your home. Then you throw in 12-foot-long man-eating alligators that want to eat you while you're just trying to stay alive from the flood that has ravaged your town. I I don't know of many real scenarios that get more terrifying than that. No. Swollen balls probably from a a vaccine. Well, yes. yes. Also terrifying. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Especially if they got swollen and then an alligator ate one. You ever think of that? Yes, I did. So help me navigate my way through this next story. Sure. The headline is enough to to peak interest. New discovery leads scientists to believe that penguins could be aliens. Penguins are already an anomaly considering the fact they are birds who cannot fly. But are they actually extraterrestrial? That's what a new discovery by a group of scientists had made some wonder. Researchers in the United Kingdom recently realized that traces of a chemical that only exists on the planet Venus 38 million miles away is also in penguin poop. The chemical phosphine is one of the major components available in the atmosphere of Venus. That discovery was only made in 2020 when astronomers discovered traces of phosphine in the clouds of Venus. Scientist Dr. Dave Clements of Imperial College London told the Daily Star, we've reprocessed the data and we're pretty convinced that the phosphine finding is real, but we don't know what's making it. There's an anaerobic bacteria that produces phosphine. It's found in ponds pond slime and the guts of badgers and in piles of penguin Ghana. Gano, that's 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 poopy, right? Guano? Guano. Guano. Uh, poo-poo. Yeah, that's poo-poo. Uh, it's very hard to measure and study because if you let oxygen in, it destroys it. But the levels of phosphine found 
in the uh, penguin poopy. Um, never been found in that uh, in that amount in a single test on Earth ever. I don't understand how phosphine, which is only found in Venus, finds its way to penguin poop. I mean, wouldn't it be kind of cool to know? Like, wh- that discovery would really be cool. When yeah. we think of aliens and how scary they really can be, uh, and then you just find out, hey, the actual aliens that we know about, uh, they're penguins. And penguins, Venus, full of penguins. They've been, we find, they were hiding in a very remote area of Venus, but it turns out Venus, all penguins, and um, the penguins that are here, they came from Venus, and they're aliens. I will tell you, I did have quite a bizarre penguin encounter uh, before I got into radio, and I did some work as an auto mechanic. Um, I was there fixing cars, which is what we do as auto mechanics, and a penguin comes in, and he's, he's like, I got to leave my car with you. There's something wrong with the tires. All right. He said, I'll be across the street if you need me. I said, that's fine. I see the penguin go across the street, climbs into a freezer. Okay. I'm like, well, I don't know what he's doing, climbing the freezer. Maybe he feels at home, whatever. So I'm looking at his car. About two hours later, he comes back. And I say to him, hey, bub, looks like you blew a seal. He goes, oh, no, no, it's vanilla ice cream. I love it. Your dad seems like he had a lot of electronics when you were young. I mean, he sure was an electronic. I mean, even now, he's got electronics that any young boy would just just be enamored by, right? You got did it. Did you ever take his stuff and lose his stuff? And then did he go uh, insane after you lost his stuff? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, he still uh, is rather upset that I lost his VHS copies of Godfather 1 and 2 and never watched the movies. Oh, that's interesting because the, the memory that I have that still me and my brother talk about to this day a knockdown drag out that took place in my house once we were a little bit older too. So it was really, it was a two sided near physical encounter. Uh, when, when we had misplaced my dad's DVD, uh, of the perfect storm. And it was a fight that, that is in the upper echelon of fights that took place in the sending household. Uh, and I share these fun stories to lead you down a much darker road. A Chicago mother fatally shot her 12 year old son in the head on Saturday In a rage over a missing memory card, Fallon Harris, 37, was charged with first-degree murder after the death of her son, Caden Ingram, at their South Chicago home. Caden was found unresponsive on the kitchen floor with multiple bullet wounds, and prosecutors allege in court on Sunday that Harris was caught on home security system firing the second and fatal shot. In a Sunday court hearing, Cook County State uh, Attorney... Alleged the incident began mid-morning Saturday when Harris confronted her son over the whereabouts of a digital memory card. You've got to be planning your, to kill your kid already, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I know that people are damaged, and obviously there's a gun problem in Chicago, but you've got to have thought about killing your kid quite a few times, not just, I got really mad about this memory card and it sent me into a rage. Right. Still tragic that uh, a mother could do that to her child. Correct. And rapid fire to wrap up the joints. Hidden Valley Ranch launching treat-sized ranch packets for Halloween. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be a good thing. I mean, it's better than an apple or a toothbrush or a penny. But I mean, you throw them in the fridge, and you just uh, then if you need ranch, you've just got a little bit ranch. I was I was trying to think. Is there one single Halloween snack that you would put ranch on? 
No. Yeah, me neither. Uh, Taco Bell launching a new taco subscription with unlimited tacos for $5. And it does show how the uh, fight for customer loyalty is heating up. A 30-day subscription. So if you're into Taco Bell, do that. And lastly, just to keep everything light, Let's focus on our Buccaneers and the greatness that is. Uh, Byron Leftwich spoke to the media a short time ago and was asked if they were panicking when they had a minute and 24 seconds left to come back and win the game. It was 100% belief. That was the most thing in, in us talking. It was no panic. It was like, hey, that's a minute and 20, right? That's a minute and 20. We never have a minute and 20 out here. <laughs> you know, we always got to go 60, 70 yards. We got 38, 48 seconds. So a minute 20 to us at the time felt like we'll be fine from a time standpoint. And I'm all burnt up. 727-579-1025. One in seven of you have ended a friendship with someone for a reason that I find absolutely insane, yet I guarantee you it's happening amongst people we know. Next on Drew Garabo Live. Many weight loss, the medically supervised program that keeps you accountable. The average patient losing 6 to 10 pounds in the first week. And once you get that initial weight off, that little bit of extra fluff, you're going to be more motivated than ever to keep losing weight. When you go in for your weekly weigh-ins and you meet with the doctor, you step on that scale and it keeps going down, it keeps going down. That makes it easier to stick to the plan and keep losing weight. And they want to make sure the Bone listeners get a free assessment. Go to startmedi.com slash 1025. That's startmedi.com slash 1025. They do accept some insurances, so make sure you find out if they accept yours. You can also call 877-MED-LOSS with locations in South Tampa, Brandon, Lutz, Clearwater. Hopefully there's one near you. And make sure you let them know you heard John Senning talking about it on Drew Garabo Live. It's Drew Garabo Live on 102.5 The Bone. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.